Greetings and welcome. It's Chief Yuya, and you're listening to the Chief Yuya podcast. And I want to welcome all of you. So let me say uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever space you're you're tuning in, you know, from within your your day. Welcome. So I think we're at 67 in terms of uh, our podcast, and I wanted to get into something that uh, really is sort of a refresher, uh, dealing with just. Uh, our discernment a bit you know i i did a series some time ago a good while ago and it was based around um learning how to spot a fraud and learning uh how to navigate some of the scam energy that exists within the conscious space and i wanted to build on that a little bit with you all so the reason i want to get into this is because you know right now uh, there's a lot of wild things happening, if you will. And, you know, I just kind of took a moment the other day and, and just made a personal, uh, just a little mental note of so many people who have been uh, within the digital space, um, really, um, quote unquote, teaching what it is, that, you know, their, their doctrine or their ideas and things like that. And um, how there's been so many shifts and changes I'd say maybe over the last hmm, three to four years, you know, in terms of where people are receiving their information, how they're receiving it, and even some of the outcome of individuals who have been positioning and posturing themselves as teachers. You know, I remember at, um, and, and this, this again may be a, a triggering session a bit for some of you who, are a little bothered by the mention of the mention of of maybe some of the dysfunction that people in the public eye may display, especially if it's dysfunction that you have not been able to um, put your finger on yet. And for the most part, I stay pretty quiet when it comes to you know. First off, with current events, you know, I usually don't speak about current events and. I tend not to speak about people. And if I do, I definitely don't use any names. And I try to d- use different shrouding techniques to mask the identity of the guilty. And I've been doing that for years. And especially if those people are my people. And again, I want to make a distinction between my people and my family and my nation because they're not the same thing. You know, so. Uh, I tend not to speak about my people in, in public. It's a, it's a personal rule. Um, but sometimes people go so far off from, so far off the grid that they are not even your people anymore. They're, they're something, they're a complete different, um, construct. And, you know, you need to speak on it. Now, inwardly inside of I knew there's things, there's things that I speak about. You know, there, I bring up names and everything because I have to protect those who are under my umbrella. You know, once they make that decision that, yeah, I'm going to come into Anu and this is where I want to receive my learning and, you know, kind of surrender myself to this so I can be helped. You know, you can't really help anyone who doesn't really surrender to what it is that you're doing because, you know, you know, um, you're fighting against their own will. But, you know, I remember years ago being at Dr. Ben's funeral and it was, uh, an individual by the name of Omar Johnson who was outside taking pictures with people. And someone made a, a statement about him. And 
and try to get me to agree. You know, someone says something, they said, well, don't you agree that? And it was something that was aggrandizing. And I knew at the time, and I'm just going to say it out loud, I knew he was a scammer and for the most part a buffoon, as I know today. And I, I knew even years before that moment. Always kept my mouth shut about it. You may have heard me hint towards certain things and say things like, well, you know, people running school scams and stuff like that. And you probably made the inference yourself. But uh, I remember that moment and I said, well, you know, I don't necessarily agree with this is my response to the person. I said, I don't necessarily agree with um, the perspective that he's coming from. And the individual <laughs> went on to tell me, you know, he said, well, you know, you're the type of person like this and we're always tearing our own down and. And, you know, we got into a little thing and I, I had to cool it off because we were at a funeral, you know. And um, I said, yeah, this this is the problem. And people don't study, uh, number one, they don't try to research the history of a person to figure out how they showed up here. They confuse um, oratorical skills with actual character and consciousness. You know, and some don't even know what oratorical skills even sound or look like because that particular person, he doesn't have really great oratorical skills. Um, he's tall and he's loud. And I would say that he has an awesome memory, not for his own lies, but he has an awesome memory. And I've always noted that, man, he's got a memory like a like a computer. <laughs> you know, the way he can spit out dates and things like that. And then he does his rapid fire speaking with the with the dates. And then people get really impressed and, you know, cash app. So we're in a time right now where some of that stuff is coming to a head. And things that I told membership years ago, nah, leave this person alone, stay away from that. But nah, that one. Now the world is starting to see it. How many memes are there now, you know, on social media about Umar Johnson and his school scam? And, you know, he's become a joke at this point, you know. But the sad part is how many people have already given their money and their time and their energy? You know, it's a, it's a joke to some, but to others, it's, it's a painful reminder of how they were hoodwinked. So why do I bring these things up now, right? Final hour. Um, a couple of reasons. We're entering a new dispensation now. You know, we're we're entering a new time now where there is a um, there is a shifting of the infinite power of light and the exploration of of dark energy, and we have to know how to embrace certain parts of ourselves, in, in particular the truth of of our experience in order to maintain our joy, maintain our sense of belonging, and make sure that we're not giving up on love despite some of the, the trauma that we may experience and some of the low self-esteem as a result. You know, I, I looked at certain people, one in particular that kind of triggered me. There's a situation going on right now with an individual by, and by the name of, of Ghazi Kodo. And um, his Western name is, I believe, Augustus Roman or Romaine. 
I could be pronouncing it wrong. But he's the leader of, of uh, a group known as the Black Hammer, the Black Hammer Party. Um, and I only know about Ghazi because years ago he used to really always, he used to do these YouTube, well, he still did, but did YouTube videos. And he would speak about my work a lot, you know, and in particular me. And he'd always say, I, I love Chief Yuya. I love, I love his, I love his work. Oh my goodness. I love his work. And he's an, he's a, um, open, non-heterosexual individual, you know, so I know that, that within itself attracts a certain sort of support, you know, and then you can go on from, from, from there and pretty much use that as a platform to do other things. But he was charged recently, um, with two counts of aggravated sodomy, uh, conspiracy to commit a felony, false imprisonment, kidnapping, and aggravated assault, and criminal street gang activity. But he, he's not in the gang, but they're calling his organization or his party, which I, I'm not going to comment on that in particular, but they're calling that a, that a, that a gang. And I guess to a degree, if you're raping or sodomizing a man at gunpoint, you know, but the, the point I'm saying is that I remember when he was just starting out on YouTube and when he was talking about his skin, his skincare routine, you know, he was like, oh, how are your skin so clear? And he was sharing that information and talking about his ancestors and this and that. And, and then if, one day he, um, was going to do the burning of the Anne Frank diary. And it, it just got really extreme to the point that it almost looked like, are you doing this for, are you doing this for social media attention? And he's not someone I follow, so I didn't even know anything about the Black Camera Party or anything like that. I didn't know anything until the arrest happened. They also found um, a dead body and said they raided the house that they lived in. I think it was in Charlotte or Charlotteville, um, Georgia. It's outside of Atlanta. And um, there was a young man, I think he's about 21, who they say looks like he committed suicide as well and the body was inside of the house and you know but just some really sad things you know that are happening and i just kind of looked at that with him and he, you know you, you look him up you see nice nice big clear mugshot is online as well as details about the case and everything and it's been on the news and everything like that and i look at him i look at nature boy you know or elegio bishop or whatever name they got for him that they keep you know they keep changing the names up but scott he's locked up right now five charges rape false imprisonment three counts of uh um prohibition on 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 nude or sexually explicit le electronic transmissions and a whole host of other things that, that people or ex-members of um what's it called carbon nation i think um, I think they change in it. I don't know. I don't follow these these people like that. But people have come forth and said, well, this also happened. And he was physically abusive and he beat this one. And we're hearing now that he drowned someone's baby in alcohol and things like that. You know, um, you see all of these people who, again, and this is not a chief. You, uh, I told you, you know, it's not that because I didn't tell you, you know, I, I, I remain quiet. Inner members know. Members of I knew, I said, man, don't send me any video on this idiot. 
you know, that's this, that, 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 you know, and now you're seeing it. You look at Brother Polite still um, in the middle of his case, you know, sexual battery on a 14 year old girl. You know, um, he's still dealing with that. Right. And then there's other things that have come out. There are things that some of us some of us knew already, you know, in terms of the um, pedophilic activity, we'll say, and the quote unquote wives, which some of us knew the farce that that was. And, you know, some and some that he was claiming his daughters were actually his lovers, you know, but they were 13, 14, 15 years old. Some of us knew. Or at least if we didn't know, suspected, knew something was off, heard rumors, and here we are. You know, um, things are coming out. You have, again, Umar Johnson, who um, received a cease and desist letter from the Commonwealth of, Wealth of Pennsylvania to stop collecting donations for this FDMG, this fake school. And everyone says, well, he bought the buildings. And the thing to understand is that con men always need a prop. That's nothing new. You you need a prop, you know, to um, build your con off of. There was never people say, well, I think he started out with good intentions. He didn't start off with good intentions. It started out as a scam. It's ending as a scam. It will probably end with him being incarcerated, you know, at the end of the day. Now he's not collecting for the school. He's he, he makes up a new thing and says, well, you know, now send me money for this. Now send me money for that. Send your cat, you know, hit the cash app. Because he's received a cease and desist. Now it's about the block parties. We're going to throw a block party in September, which has nothing to do with opening up a school for boys. You know, which he's not qualified to do. He's not even mentally stable enough to even maintain a career as a psychologist, let alone a school principal. You know, so and this is not me kicking people's backs and it's it's just. Sign of the times, you know, we have the young Pharaoh situation, you know, with his, you can witness his, his decline. It's almost like a sad soap opera, you know, from repossessions to his uh, child's mother kind of exposing who he really is behind, you know, the drug use. And we've seen even his own abusive statements come out of his mouth. There's been so much with him that he's pretty much lost a lot of his empire and of course there are always sick people and mentally undeveloped people who will still support and watch because they're mentally undeveloped and sick you know so but but ultimately the trajectory that he was on uh that's that's been completely derailed but many of us again who know better knew that he's not the real deal we knew polite wasn't the real deal we knew nature boy wasn't the real deal you know, we could just go on and on and on. This Jay Morrison, he got caught out there with with the Oklahoma, the Tulsa, Oklahoma fund, right? But he's still now up advertising mobile homes and things like that. And there are people still listening, even though he's already been proven to be a con artist. <laughs> you know, he just exploded on the scene. Doesn't have any. Doesn't even really have a real financial background. But he had the gift of gab and some charisma and people gave him a lot of money without doing the due diligence. And you'll find that with every person that I mentioned that there's no there's no real corroboration from anyone that this person knows what they're talking about or knows what they're doing. Or more importantly, 
has a proven track record of doing what they say they're doing. Has a proven track record, you know, over the course of years. Not just they read a bunch of books, figured out a bunch of things to regurgitate that maybe you don't know or haven't put in the way that they've put, and now you're going to follow them. Because everyone that I've mentioned from uh, Nature Boy to Polite to Umar Johnson to Young Farrell, and I can't say the same for uh, Ghazi Kodo because I don't listen to his what he what he teaches about. I don't even know, you know. But I can tell you from those people, those are all everyone that I, the ones that I just mentioned. They all plagiarize. None of them have any information in and of themselves and if you if you're one who studies you can hear it you can hear the thievery of amos wilson and umar johnson if you if you studied you could you could hear the thievery of polite and um young farrell but then you could hear the thievery of dr york and polite and then let's not get to dr york i mean master thief but of course, we can't say that because there's so many people connected to his religion. But I say it. I'm not. I don't care. Um, Nature Boy. <laughs> you can hear the thievery. You know, he he tore down people like Dr. CB, who I am no advocate. I wasn't even and I'm still not even a fan of. I know people deify him because he's dead. But um, that's also the ignorance of people. Most people who deify Dr. CB or Sebi, excuse me, never studied health never studied medicine on any real level never even really studied his claims i've cured people of aids where are they why hasn't any of them come forward even after your death to say yeah he cured me lisa left eye lopez was with him in honduras to be cured of herpes when she died was she cured of herpes has anyone stepped forward and said he's cured me of herpes you see, but people don't, you know, again, the critical thinking is at an all time low. So as a result, they get hurt. They get hurt, you know, and and it's sad because people are making, allowing themselves to be vulnerable to the wrong things. And our vulnerability is our ability to share who we are with others. That's, that's the, that's the ultimate, um, action of vulnerability. But we tend to fear, to feel most comfortable in that sharing when there's no fear of consequence you see but when we're you know when we're vulnerable it allows us to be honest and allows us to be open and we can share the experience of, that have kind of shaped us and things like that and when we fear being vulnerable we fear judgment so you have people who come forward as con artists who remove judgment off the table and sometimes they'll even display certain riotous behavior or ratchet behavior so you'll feel like you won't be judged or any dysfunction that maybe you're operating in, you won't feel shameful about it, you know, because, of course, shame leads to low self-esteem. So they work they, they work artificial high self-esteem and, you know, through your ability to kind of mask um your fear of judgment, you know, which is really a fear of vulnerability, you know. And it's sad because these things that are happening, and it's, this is just a handful of people, you know, I, I don't I don't spend time in the world of phonies. 
I don't. I Again, like I said, sometimes people will send me a video. Yo, check this out. Check this out. Most of the time, I don't even watch them. Because it, we're not all operating on the same frequency. Bottom line, we're not all operating on the same frequency. There have been situations where... um I, where I have wanted to or have invested in, in my years, where my elders cocked in an eyebrow like, hmm? hey, you might want to watch out for this or watch out for that, that I didn't understand to see what they were seeing and thought, well, maybe they, maybe they don't understand. Maybe they don't see what I'm seeing. They don't even know everything that happened. How could they say this? And not realizing that they're not operating on my frequency. They're operating on a higher and faster frequency. So they're picking up the phenomenon of information much quicker. We're all exploding into what we are. We're all becoming something, you know, whatever that thing we're willing ourselves towards. And the will is happening in an unseen place. And some people have the ability to witness and see that, that willing. They have the, the, um, their eye works on a different frequency and timing, you know, so you and I may look at a flower. I may see the, the petals moving and unfolding and blossoming, and you may not see anything. You may see that it's just still or vice versa, right? So when we put ourselves around, if we're, we're fortunate enough to be around those sort of people who have that sort of eye, who can see those things, then um, they might tell us from from Rip, like, nah, I see where this is going because I'm seeing it unfold. And I'm seeing it unfold in a way that you're not seeing it unfold. You see, I'm seeing where, where this is going. When I first saw Polite after he was Michael the math tutor, because I knew him as Michael the math tutor back in the days, and all of a sudden he jumped out of the, <laughs> he jumped off the porch and he was Crip Superior Polite. And I, what is this? That's Michael. And, um, I knew where it was going. I knew, I said, yes, this isn't going to end well because you're not built like that. And you, you talking real, real greasy. And I, and for someone like me who spent a lot of time overseas, in particular West Africa, I know that person. I know who you, who you are. I know that spirit. I know that energy. And I know your perception of people who were born and, and reared over here in the West. They're food to you, but only from the scam perspective. You know, not not from a strong arm perspective or anything like that, but from a scam. I, I know what you're doing. I know the synergy clear. And, you know, that's where we are now. You know, and many people know him as a scammer, you know, but they still support anyway. Why? Because of low IQ. Low IQ and a lack of, of respect for elders. You know, there, there is a, there is a surah in, in the Holy Quran that I've always found to be a very important one. It's, uh, two, two, two and two thirty three, you know, verse two thirty three, the Quranic chapter two. And it's the, um, Allah Maududi. Uh, and it speaks about when an individual is, um, or a woman in particular, man and woman, they're going through a separation, if you will. And 
it's primarily speaking about breastfeeding, right? It says, uh, if they wish that the period of suckling for their children be completed, mothers may suckle their children for two whole years. It is incumbent upon him who has begotten the child to provide them their sustenance and clothing in a fair manner. But none shall be burdened with more he is able to bear. Neither shall a mother suffer because of her child. And shall the father be made to suffer because he has begotten him. The same duty towards suckling mother rests upon the heir as upon the father or as upon him. And if both decide by mutual consent and consultation to wean the child, there is no blame on them. If you decide to have other women suckle your children, there is no blame upon you, provided you have handed over its compensation in a fair manner. Fear Allah and know well that Allah sees all that you do. Right? So I always thought that was an interesting verse because it speaks about what we what we call in um Islam Mishura or Shura. And Mishura is is essentially it's counsel. You know, it's it's receiving counsel. So like when you when you read where it says um it says, and if they both desire weaning through mutual consent and consultation, there is no blame upon either of them. Mutual consent and consultation. You see, that's one of the, the, the first instances that we have in, in the Quran of there being a, a conversation around Mishura or Shura getting consultation, you know, and it's looking to get kind of a collective decision on, you know, things that need to be, to be done. Traditionally, you would have a, a sultan or you would have a, a caliph and they would consult their ministers. The ministers were called wazirs and they would get everyone's, you know, ideas. They would, everyone would kind of throw their idea on the table and then they would make a decision based on all of the ideas that have been submitted to them you know, in regards to whatever their situation, their situation may be, you know, and that was called getting Shura or getting Mishura, you know, getting that, that consultation on decisions that need to be made, but also not just, you know, by anyone, by people who are qualified, you know, and sometimes that's missed, unfortunately, which is, you know, why we end up in situations like, some of the ones or some people end up in situations like the ones that I mentioned, you know, and you don't have to be a caliph or, or an amir to receive mashura or to receive counsel. You know, everyone should should have I've spoken about before war councils, you know, even if um, everyone on your war council isn't the most accomplished because the most the, the person who's messed up a lot can tell you. All the ways they've messed up and you may find yourself, man, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm repeating some of those same things that this person did. So maybe I might want to go in a different direction. And, and that's where the vulnerability comes in, you know, being vulnerable again, to be honest and not being worried about, you know, um, people are going to think that we're weak or people are going to think less of us or they're going to judge us. You know, um, sometimes our boundaries are too rigid when we have this fear of vulnerability because our only mission in life becomes to, uh, I got to stay safe. I got to stay safe, you know? And, um, as a result, we don't let in the good counsel, 
that should be present. Unfortunately, you see, but consciousness, our, our whole journey here on the planet is a process of us extending beyond our boundaries. So we, we rob ourselves of the greatest aspect or maybe the, the primal aspects of the actual journey by having that fear to step out, you know, having that fear. I mean, there are some who postulate that the universe is a stepping out of the person from the physical body. And the universe is just an extension of the, of inner physicality and the movement of cell life and brain function and primary motion, so forth and so on. So if we can understand the workings of that, then we can understand the universe. There was a time when the intestines was thought of to be, um, Hades or the underworld, you know, having its being so long and being so cavernous and having so many twists and turns, so forth and so on. So people would study the intestines in order to have a deeper consciousness or understanding of the concept of the underworld, right? And whether any of that is right or wrong, the, the, the bottom line is I'm saying is that there's a clear um, example of consciousness finding itself by extending beyond boundaries, you know, Consciousness itself and of itself is not manifested. It's, it's a, it's, it's the lifeness of a thing that makes it consciousness. Consciousness is just the, the primary manifestation, um, that produces a state of existence. So that state of existence is, is appreciated in man. And sometimes we, we assume that it's appreciated more in man than it is in other creatures, but that's yet to really be proven, you know? But there has to be an extending and there has to be, or it doesn't have to be, but it's advisable that we find the nature of our counsel around us. We find the Mishura, you know, or you may end up being taken in by con people, or you may end up becoming a con person. You see, you, you get taken in by the light. And instead of being taken in by the journey of consciousness, Where's my consciousness flowing from? The consciousness in its true self or in its essence, you know, it's the true nature of being itself. It's the nature of not knowing self. It's, it's the nature of not understanding self, if you will. Consciousness is just a, a, a factor that we, that is a factor of action, immediate action. There's no delay in the process of the function of consciousness. Consciousness is unconditioned and it is unlimited and it's unrestricted. It doesn't, it doesn't have to manifest in a conditioned sort of way. You see, and sometimes that becomes difficult for us to understand because we're looking at other people who are in the light and we're saying, I want that. You know, like nature boy looked at polite, like young Pharaoh looked at polite, like polite looked at Dr. York, like, like Dr. York looked at Elijah Muhammad. And noble Drew Ali. I want that. Like Umar Johnson looked at whatever preacher or imam. I want that. And not realizing that all of the elements of, of life, it, the manifestation of such, um, and all of its, its elements, life is a condition that exists in its own root 
or its own substance, its own seed, but not in any sort of conditioned sort of state. You see, it it just extends, it develops. And as it develops, the condition that it does develop into is a condition of knowing, of life knowing. You see. But that which exists in and with of itself cannot be known by itself. So it ex- it extends to become different things. But you never find and learn yourself if you're trying to fill someone else's mold. And a lot of times, maybe your counsel will tell you, like, mm, nah, that's walk your path. You see? Because then you'll begin... Because the only way to know yourself is to explore the aspects of the extension of yourself. That's when you become known and, you know, you become sensed. You become appreciated because, you know, your consciousness and your appreciation for your, your true nature will cause you to emerge from yourself into certain conditions of life or what we call certain states of life. The primary condition of what we are means that we're capable of knowledge of itself and we're capable of knowledge of ourselves through our own isolated focus. You see? So our mind becomes that part of our being or that part of our development in which we become aware of our own life, you know, life awareness or the, the, our reflexive energy of being, we become aware. It's our process in, in which the being <laughs> becomes a being and the being becomes self-knowing and it becomes an extension and, and capable of knowing and capable of knowing that it is not, um, it is not only its primary self or its media, its immediate self. You see, it develops a, se- a sense of if it's of its own natural and healthy egoism. We, we develop a sense. Um, and I'm saying it because it can manifest or we can manifest into so many different states. But consciousness in the sense of self-consciousness arises within mental structure. And that mental structure, it achieves this self-consciousness by experiences or different orientations in life. You see, some of us have not gone through those stages, but we have, we may have the, the beautiful possibility to be surrounded by counsel who has and who can explain the journey to us so that we don't end up falling into the typical traps, if you will. You see, you may have a council that's been able to coordinate and assemble various types of knowledge and knows the purpose of the end purpose of that knowledge, you know, or the discovery of the experience of nature of a selfhood. You know, you become capable of the consciousness or or capable of understanding your mental process through the consciousness of isolation you begin to think of yourself as yourself and you no longer think of yourself as anything but yourself 
which is healthy. That's what we want. Through that level of um, or that process of conditioning, there's a gradual separation of me as a person, even from the universal concept through mental focus, you know. And eventually I begin to turn my attention to the universe, again, gaining mysterious sort of ambitions to understand the mysteries, to solve different problems. You see? So the power to search for an answer is in my mind. And it's the mind that discovers the mysteries of the heart. It's it's the mind that... Um, by means of which all things that are particular must be estimated or must be explored. And some of us, again, have not gone through that process or we haven't even stepped into the examination of what a full life could be or the mental nature to begin to exercise control or um, domination or leadership by allowing life to permeate a series of minute extensions. Those minute extensions that we extend become our nerves. They become our nervous system. And our nervous systems are like a, they're a slow crystallization of the thoughts of the mind that are seeking power. The mind doesn't know all things in and of itself, but it uses the nervous system to confirm things through senses. You see? takes the mind will take control and you know and taking control of the body then it can affirm leadership over the body structure and the leadership ultimately will cause the person to become a to become mental rather than just a living thing you know subject to someone else's mind or someone else's machinations it's it's an internal sort of evolutionary process if you will controlling the mind in that way so growth is not just an extension of the body but and not just like a um, a continuation of of a cell multiplication of division through the process of fission you know or anything like that um it's latent that growth that we see it's a mental purpose that imposes mental energy upon a physical process. It imposes mental energy on life. The mind itself is a transformer and it transforms the body into a purpose instrument of selfness. You know, so I'm just speaking a little bit about the value and, and hopefully <laughs> enticing. <laughs> some of you who are listening to establish tyranny over your own body, you know, and develop a thought process and a mental process, which can now allow your consciousness to extend. When you're able to do things, you can see things. Like I said, some of the people that I mentioned, and there's more, there's so many more, because as I've said before, if you haven't heard me, recommend somebody I that means I don't rock with them because I, I love promoting other people's stuff and congratulating other people and I mean I, I love I love seeing people 
live. <laughs> I love seeing people live out their process and, you know, if they do, especially if they're doing something healthy for the community. Yeah, I'm, I'll be the first to say, Oh, go check this, this person out. They're doing this, doing that. You notice I don't do that much because that just shows you how much darkness we're surrounded by. 98% of the people I see, it's just, they're just straight phonies. But if, if you have not become the administrator of life in that sense and learned how to use your neural power for the distribution of your nervous system, you can't pick up on things. You don't realize that the nervous system is where we find most of our misfortunes because it's, it's not dominated and maintained. You know, it's through our nervous system that we, we look to explore our life goals and our life purpose and the meaning of life. You know, we, we seek for processes that can teach us laws that are governing the development of the neural energy and its distribution to discover different rules and administer material around us, whether, whether we're doing it right or wrong, you know. And if you haven't really developed that, which so many have not, because they're not using their nervous system for confirmation of, of mental intelligence. You see, they jump right to the nervous system, to their senses, and use that immediate response to program the mind. This person talks well. This this person's sexy. This person is doing what I always wanted to do. This person, well, that makes sense. That was true. So, yeah, you know. And their, their whole entire body begins to change. Your Your body is supposed to change into your mind. To the point that your mind becomes the full substance of what you are. But some people do that in reverse. They let the mind become the full substance of their, their arteral system. And their physical system. You see. We should be testing our destinies with an instrument called the mind. <laughs> Not allowing ourselves to be taken in by second-rate con people. And, and I'm saying that in the most civil way that I think I, I should publicly. Now, you know, and internally I would say more about these individuals because I also pay attention to physiognomy. And I looked at the, when I looked at the face of Nature Boy, I saw something, a demon forehead of his. The goofiness of Umar Johnson. I said he doesn't have a shred of warrior energy in him. Not a, not a ounce, none. He's just tall. He moves uncoordinated. There's, there's no warrior energy. He talks a lot, but there's, there's no warrior there. I looked at, at Polite. I say he can't dress. He's not used to having money. He can't dress. And you may look at that and be like, that's ridiculous. Well, I see things that you may not see. And I know how to, not in an unintelligible way or an arbitrary way, I know how to put these things together in a way that's meaningful you see and for all intents and purposes you know the mind is 
is discovering a large part of knowledge and reasoning materials as a result of the, dis- the different testimonies that come back from the nerve sensory perceptions. And you got to know how to interpret them. You have to know how to read them so that the great essential purpose of our mind is becomes now to extend itself by means of nerves, you know, like plants do, like trees do. You know, without a proper nervous system, how could you be aware of the world around you? You couldn't make contact with phenomenon, you know, all of the different activities that surround us. You couldn't classify things. You wouldn't be able to understand different orders or different systems and how to bring it all together to create an education out of that, you know. Those are things that come from healthy nerve testimony. Or some might say vibes. <laughs> I felt the vibe. Yeah, it goes so much deeper than just the vibe. When your mental energy is sending out a purposed vibe, a purposed nerve ending from the essential life principle, from the vast superstructure of nerve nervous reflex and that thing gets destroyed it gets destroyed the more you fall into false falsehood it develops dependencies on egoism the more you fall into falsehood which destroys it you start to lose sight of what your your most valued possessions are as a result so as your lotus petals willfully are unfolding (laughs) on your head and you're learning more about the doctrine of the heart and what a real person is and the real nature of things because those things reside within the heart and the heart is silent it's that power which is we usually ignore but what contains the fountains of things by itself. You see, we are bound to our causations or the world of cause, you know, but we can shape good causes through removing the concealed conflict between the heart and nervous system and the mind. You're seeing that there are people who are being moved out of the way. These people that I mentioned, they're falling. I've said it years ago. I remember talking to a new member about it. And he was like, man, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that one. I was like, listen, the era of leaders are over. We don't need them anymore. I said, look what's going to happen to every leader that tries to rise up. Because that's not what our nation requires. Leaders. That's why we don't have any. Not any real ones. We don't need them. I'm not saying, just listen to yourself. Don't listen to anybody else. Not if I just finished talking to you about Shura. You still need counsel. But this idea of um, coordinating and gathering all of your knowable facts and laying them at the feet of someone else so that they can do all of the works and you do nothing within that dynamic, that's over. 
because that just forms a, a cluster of disaster. <laughs> that way of thinking. We have to get away from the I want and the I will and the I must and get closer to our I am. You see. You, we see, we taste, we touch, we feel. And the, the inevitable conclusion is that we exist. So um, there's a leadership that we have to take on in the exploration that pushes our nervous and our sensory systems outward. And that's a that's a healthy concept of existence within the mind. And it becomes justified by the extension of our consciousness into other things. But you'll find with these scam artists, everything pours back into them. And anything that you would receive from them, you, you know, you're going to pay for. Even if I pay my time. That's why I say I, don't, I, I can't give you all the details of all these people's different situations. I don't follow them. In a simple sense, I can smell sucker energy a mile away. Keep it real simple for you. If you've never spent any time in the streets, significant time in the streets, I don't mean just walking back and forth to the store playing basketball, then it's difficult for you to spot a sucker. But when you've truly been in environments and situations where you've needed to employ full discernment to keep yourself out of harm's way, you can see things immediately. As soon as they walk in the room, now that ain't it. I know what it, what I know what it's like when it's it. I know what that package looks like and I know what it does to my nervous system. And this may do something to my nervous system, but it's not the functioning of that archetype of what it says it is. And I know the difference because I've invested in my consciousness in this dimension and other dimensions. I've invested in the proportions of my psychic self. You see, beyond lighting a candle and trying to do a ritual, but the deeper phenomenon. And it's it's important, again, that we have that counsel because everyone doesn't have that. Some people will listen to this segment and they'll say something stupid like this. See, we always try to tear each other down. Why he only he only mentioned black men, white men been conning us since the beginning, and he mentioned none of them. You, you, they'll say stupid things like that, like it's it's okay because for one, those people are not in my community, but it's okay to have predators in my community, and we're not supposed to mention and speak on it. That's that stupid religious judge judge not lest ye be judged. It's that dumb way of thinking. Something is harmful to the community. And again, studying history. How long have I been speaking against systematic oppression? How long have I been doing that? You know, sometimes people will hear a video or something, and this this is how these con artists get you. You don't know their history. You do not know their history. The first time I ever got up to speak and address an audience, even though I had already been doing community work, but the first time it was, okay, you're going to deliver, was 1990. 
we're now in 2022. That was 32 years ago. How many movements did I go through? Malcolm X grassroots movement, Nation of Islam, Nation of Gods and Earths. You know, how much work did I put in? I wouldn't say that on air, but I know who my historical enemy is. I'm very clear on that. And it has very little to do with skin color. That's the trick. That's why you haven't been able to defeat it yet. It has very little to do with skin color. You you shooting at the wrong target. <laughs> you know, but if you don't know a person's his, history, you'll assume, well, he's just a podcaster, YouTuber. He's getting up and he's just talking about maybe he's hating on these brothers. He's, he's jealous. He wish he had the following like such and such a this one. That. Nah. You know, it's like a line that Common said once in a song. He said, I could have sampled Diana Ross a long time ago. And this was when, um, what's the name came out? Um, it was the More Money, More Problems song where they sampled Diana Ross coming out. And that's what he was saying. Like, nah, I, I could do that. This is something different, you know. This is a philosophy that's not as common and maybe, you know, no pun intended, and maybe a different degree of, of extra supersensory perception that's called for and a more intensified focus on your chakra system in order to to deal with certain symbolic figures and, you know, learning these lotus forms, if you will, learning the significance of certain letters and energies and the values of them and you know, ancient symbols and ancient ideas and um, something as as uh, basic as ancient astronomy or the parallels of ancient astronomy to the monochordal, the Pythagoras. Why do I have to learn all of that? Why do I have to learn about the moon and Mercury and Venus and <laughs> different things like that and or Saturn and Jupiter and Mars and how that relates again to Pythag Pythagorean astronomy. Well, you don't have to learn those things. You don't. Why did Shiva play an instrument that only had one string? <laughs> you know. Did that one string represent the spinal cord? And if it did, what does that mean? We call it the Vina, Vina Shiva. Why did Paul speak about the seven churches in Asia? You see, we can... We can speak about what connects to this and what connects to that. That's how a lot of the con artists get you. But how does it connect? Why does it connect? Why is what is the realization that's being imposed upon me that I need to be aware of in order to unfold intelligibly my own lotus petals? They cannot tell you that because they're usually not smart enough to. 
they can't help you to unfold a gradual internal experience of certain symbols inside of you. So it's all exaggerated and external to the point that it becomes inconceivable that it can even happen the right way. So when someone puts before you the right way to do it, it just seems too inconvenient. <laughs> just too much to too much to have to do. You know, if I lay the cadaver of knowledge in front of you and say, now we're going to perform an autopsy and dissection. <sighs> that's, that's too much. I'm just going to go over here and hum. <laughs> Rub on my crystal and hum and release the energy of that. And that's all I want to do. But you're not getting to the pure energy and that pure energy, you know, it can be blocked by mental phenomenon. And we have to look at what these different blockages are. What are those seven seals or the seven transitory conditions set up by the sensory reflexes of man, which results in seven basic mistakes that we all make in life? <laughs> How do we overcome the instruments of phenomenon? that was already set up before our birth. Mm. So, so many questions, right? And we got a lot of answers. I don't have all of them. I got a, I got a couple of them that still have yet to have been um, revealed because of the right questions haven't been asked. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting. But anyway, I wanted to share that out of concern. You know, please just think about what was said. And, you know, I know that it's come up before. You know, like I was saying the other day, I think it was on the uh, clubhouse. Like, yeah, you know, sometimes my, like my relatives listen and they're like, I listen to your stuff, but sometimes I don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah, you, you, you're not, it's because it's only the first time you're hearing it. Why would you understand it? You know. You got to listen again and again and again and again. There's something that that I've been listening to for, let me see, let me count the years. 30, 35, no, yeah, almost 34, 35 years. That's always fascinated me. I'm going to play it for you and then I'm going to tell you why. I like your pin shot. I keep it with your letter. Done up in blueprint blue. It sure looks good on you. And when you smile for the camera, I know I love you better. Hey, it will come back to you. Hey, it will come back to you. Then the shutter falls. You see it all. It's your favorite foreign movie. It will come back to you. Hey, it will come back to you. Then the shutter falls. You see it all. It's your favorite foreign movie. It will come back to you. Hey, it will come back to you. Then the shadow falls. You see it all. 
it's your favorite foreign movie, it will come back to you. Vague, it will come back to you. Vague, it will come back to you. Vague, it will come back to you. Yeah, see that? That I still listen to. That song came out in 1977. Steely Dan, Peg. That's Michael McDonald and Donald Fagan um, singing the background on that. And it's that that chorus, that the harmonies on that chorus, the way they panned them, the doubling of Michael McDonald's voice. I'm trying to figure out how they did that in terms of um, the track count. You know, back then they were still using analog, you know, so it's 24 track tape. And they had a whole band playing, if you, if you know that, that particular song. If you don't, you should check it out. It's cool. I don't know. You, you may not like it. I don't, I like it. <laughs> but that album, I still study to this day. Aja is the name of the album. I still study that album in and out. And it came out in 1977. It's almost like the songs in the key of life. Time I go back and listen, it's like there's always something I'm still trying to figure out. With Steely Dan, I'm still trying to figure out how their recordings were always so clean, but still had feeling. You know, it wasn't they didn't use distortion pedal. Most they use was like phasers and flangers, but no distortion and anything. No, it doesn't even sound like any tube compression. Just super, super clean. And they, their engineers, like every year, always won different awards for their sound engineering. You know, but that clean sound, which I was never a fan of. I like gritty, dirty <laughs> sound and music. I like I like everything to sound like it's a jam session on a back porch, you know, but uh had to just kind of bow down to that. Like you still want to learn how to do different things, even if it isn't your style, you know, but um imagine that. So for some people are like, you know. I didn't get it on the first try. Let me go try something easier. Some things you spend a lifetime studying. You know, imagine me studying one song <laughs> from, you know, from back then to today. And still, I still don't have it. There's still certain things when I listen even to the harmonies, like what made you go in that direction? Then you got Michael McDonald singing, singing those high parts, full voice. Then there's some really cool work that Larry Carton was doing on the guitar. Like Larry Carton's an amazing guitarist. Like, I mean, I could just go on, man. Like just all of the different elements that are, that are in that album. Of course, many people know, um, Black Cow. That's like probably a little bit more famous because, um, Peter Guns and Lord Tariq has sampled that, you know, for the song Uptown, you know, but, Every song, every song on there was, was crazy. And there's other groups that I still study and I'm still like, what the heck were you thinking? Yellow Submarine or the Beatles. What were you thinking? <laughs> how'd you, how'd you, how'd you get there? You know, how, mentally, what, how'd you get to that, that point where you decided to do it that way? You know, so give yourself the time to explore the gradual mind that eventually overcomes itself that's the beauty of it and it becomes something new and unfolds into something different there's there's no permanent reality or fixedness you know so 
when you are listening to certain people and, you know, like, it may be hard to imagine again that um, some people have superior logic that will destroy the illogical, you know, and that a superior mind will produce reason to overcome the unreasonable. And it may happen in a way that you're not comfortable with, you know, um, but it's going to happen. You know, it's, it's going to happen. Some of us are still trapped in a maze of mind. The mind is still a labyrinth to us and we haven't claimed victory over ourselves yet, you know, and there are stable patterns that are meant to lure the mind away, um, from its own negations, if you will, or its own fallacies. And that will help to achieve the overcoming of an, of an ultimate mind that really becomes the explorer. That's what, that's what I do. That's the work I do with people. And, um, if your leader <laughs> is not doing that and surrounding themselves with counsel, you gotta, you have to pay attention. Everyone is not good at everything. You got one person running a school scam because he brought some, bought some old buildings, which he's going to get them taken away from him anyway, because he owns over a hundred thousand dollars in taxes for the buildings. But this person has no background in construction. This person doesn't even have a background in school administration. So where's the council? Where where is the is the contractor that's saying, okay, this is this is what we're doing as far as these buildings? You, you see, that's being responsible. It it would be like me, someone asking me to do a segment on um, vaccinations and, and medication, and I don't bring in an expert. That's not my field of study. In, in all honesty, I have to bring someone who could have that conversation with you all. That would be the responsible thing for me to do instead of posturing myself as if I know all things because I'm, I'm able to emanate a certain glow and a certain light of um, vitality that kind of just speaks to and I cover everything that I say with that. So you get more you, you're mesmerized by that light as opposed to really listening to the structural development of what it is that I'm saying. And if it corresponds to truth, you know. So, yeah, there's so much to that. But I I'm, I, I I will that you don't keep getting scams <laughs> and and that if you don't really have the acute ability of discernment that you get with someone who does and you listen you know you're not resistant to it and you're not rebellious against it because I tell you sometimes there are certain guardians that are brought into our lives and sometimes we can't see beyond our hurt and our pain and our ego so we can't hear anything beyond the hurt and the pain and that guardian looks at you in the eye and says, you know what? I'm sick of your shit. And they leave. You see, and you might be blessed to get another one, but you'll probably do the same thing. And they'll just keep saying, I don't have to take this shit from you. Some of you and I, I oh, used to be, I know you've had that experience for me. Chief cursed at me and chief. Uh, yeah, because I'm sick of your shit. You can go now. You see, you're rude, you're not listening, you're blocking people out, 
you know, how long do you think that lasts before someone says, I, I have, I have my own life that I, I need to be coordinating and working on. I'm trying to be graceful and kind to you, but you know what? I'm sick of your shit. Bye. So just consider that, man. You know, you may not have the grace forever to be conned. Time is winding up. I see it. Your con men are getting locked up. And and I am not one who, just because someone catches a charge, I'm not one to say, oh, they did that thing. Because I know how the DAs are. The DAs will, they'll, they'll pump up your charges to get, because they want to get that indictment. You know, so they, they, so when they bring it before the grand jury, they can say, look, this is the, they always say, this is the worst case of such and such that we've, this county has seen or this state has seen and such and such. You know, they always have to hype it up. But, um, <laughs> doesn't mean there isn't some truth to it. Like, I don't think R. Kelly should have gotten 30 years. No, I don't think that. I'm still trying to figure out, honestly, what the heck he did. <laughs> you know, things get hyped up. And people are, are made an example out of, you know, people get more, less time for a body than that. <laughs> you know, everybody's still living, you know, albeit maybe traumatized according to them, which I don't even, I don't believe that either, to be honest with you. Um, but that's a whole nother thing. And I know that turned off a lot of people. Well, who cares? So the thing is, what I'm saying is that, um, you know, I'm not saying because these charges came forth that these people are immediately, um, guilty as as per the charges but some of us already knew they were guilty you know and when you put yourself into a dumb situations you get dumb results you know as a result of your ego and you know like you got nature boy up there and he's beating up people on youtube well women he ain't beating up no men but beating up women on youtube and just, you know, having the girls fight and punch each other in the face and stuff, you know, all for likes and views and donations. And yeah, yeah, those are people's mothers, people's daughters. Yeah, some, something's got to happen to you. You know, something's got to happen. So, yeah, with that, I just wanted to share some thoughts on the mind and um the development, some of what goes into circulating good thought towards the nervous system so that you can become a gifted healer. You can become a person who's gifted in magnetizing and activating power um, for your community and for yourself and understand when the mind is conjuring things up or when your nervous sort of etheric energy will begin to create patterns or um, designs and things around you that could lead you in the right or wrong direction depending on how you develop your faculties of mental energy so that you can properly perceive human emotion for what it is you can properly perceive the mathematical you can properly perceive the geometrical you can properly per perceive vib vibratory forms you know um, those are all thought forms <laughs> all of them you know every color every number every emotion every form every sound all right. So this is Chief Yuya. Thank you for uh, tuning in. I will leave the links to some of those previous videos in the, the, the description space, you know, like uh, the scamming videos and stuff like that. And, you know, I will maybe you go back, check them out and you may pull some new processes from or some new information so you can kind of begin to develop that mental energy. And, yeah, for those who uh, have been coming in, 
are new applying, you know, um, welcome, <laughs> you know, to our, our newer initiates and stuff like, and, and those folk who are looking to expand themselves and build and be greater and, and better and so forth and so on. Um, you know, keep on coming through. And please, if you, in, if you received this podcast, you enjoyed it, you got something from it, definitely go on Apple, leave a review, you know, hit a five star and uh, let people know that there is information here that could create a better experience for us all. It's less that we all have to contend with when we start to uh, develop the proper phases of our own psychology, you know, and the psychology of those around us and develop a greater kind of image of what our spirit is supposed to record on the universe, <laughs> you know, as opposed to these twisted forms, you know. Uh, we got to balance some of this stuff out. And there are people who are being moved out the way so that way we can do what we're supposed to do without a whole lot of ridicule, ridicule. Because of these, these individuals, there's, there's whole memes around Dusty Hotep and stuff like that that people say they've dis disregarded and disrespected such an ancient and important term like Hotep, you know. Because of some fools that were allowed in, I didn't mean to say fools, because of some individuals that were allowed in the space who should not have been allowed in to begin with, or if they were, should not have been paid any attention to, to begin with, you know? So it's time for us to bring some dignity to this experience and, um, move beyond the immature reactions. And I will that this segment has been a step towards that for you. It's not, you're not going to get it in one shot. Trust me. And like my relatives would say, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you may not understand everything that was said, but go back and listen and re-listen and re-listen and re-listen and um, get closer to the council. That may mean applying. That may be that for our new. That may mean, you know, asking a non, our new person, hey, I live over here. Can you start a chapter over here? You know, um, I need, I need more of this. <laughs> I need to understand more of what this is so I can kind of get my, spinal column in the right place that it's supposed to be so I can stop having these strange symptoms in my life, you know, and kind of being in this system of being badly mistreated or causing harm to others or having harm caused to me. I want to get out of that horrible state, you know. So with that, this is Chief Yuya. Thank you all for tuning in. And, um, yeah, when you get a chance, go listen to some Steely Dan. All right. Peace.